Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast for Oxford Book Overse, William Shakespeare Part 4. Discussion prompts for these ones were bring your own discussion prompts because I couldn't really think of anything. Um, but Swim says the moment fishy has come in with some descriptions. It was a lover and his lass is from As You Like It. Song is a glorious celebration of young love in springtime. So it fits with the woodland set romantic comedy in which it appears. This is Shakespeare's song in a pastoral tradition celebrating the countryside and presenting an idyllic, indeed idealised, vision of the rural landscape as a place for young lovers to frolic, love and be young. Nice. Take, oh take those lips away. This song is from Measure for Measure, the only one of Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's plays to be set in Vienna. A song sung by a boy to Mariana, the woman whom Angelo promised to marry before abandoning her, reigning on his promise. Sorry, reneging on his promise. The tone, therefore, is bittersweet and slightly more on the melancholy side. Um, Hark, hark, the lark at heaven's gate sings. In Shakespeare's Cymbeline, Cloten uses lewd language to talk about Cymbeline in an attempt to use musicians to court her. He calls on them to play a wonderful sweet air. The hark, hark line is chosen to represent sweetness and refinement as a counterpoint to the previous crudities. No more the heat of the sun. This is from one of the problem plays, Cymbeline. It appears in Act for scene two, the lines effectively say that the good thing about being dead is that you no longer need to fear the hardships of life. Shakespeare's problem plays are characterized by their complex and ambiguous tone, which shifts violently between dark psychological drama and more straightforward comic material. Roses, their sharp spines being gone, this song is from one of the apocryphal, apocryphal plays two noble kinsmen although the station is registered notes joint authorship Shakespeare and John Fletcher three plays are now considered Shakespeare Fletcher joint projects this one the lost Cardenio and Henry VIII only this last included in the first folio perhaps the round out the history's sequence very good um Cool. All right. That's that. That's uh, a little summary of all the poems. I think we can leave it at that for the discussion and move on to s- today's Shakespeare. We must be getting near the end of Shakespeare, are we? Um. All right. So, which ones did we just read? Sorry, I need to find out where we're up to. But from it fly. Okay. So. Got a few poems for you today. The first one is called Dirge of the Three Queens. Urns and odors bring away vapors, sighs darken the day. Our dole more deadly looks than dying balms and gums and heavy cheers. Sacred vials filled with tears and clamors through the wild air flying. Come all sad and solemn shows that our quick eyed pleasures foes. We Convent, naught else but woes. Orpheus, 
This chapter, oh, sorry, this poem is called Orpheus. Orpheus with his lute made trees and the mountain tops that freeze bow themselves when he did sing to his music plants and flowers ever sprung as sun and showers there had made a lasting spring. Every thing that heard him play, even the billows of the sea, hung their heads and then lay by in sweet music in such art. Killing care and grief of heart, fall asleep or hearing die. This is called the Phoenix and the Turtle. Let the bird of loudest lay on the sole Arabian tree, herald sad and trumpet be, to whose sound chast wings obey. But thou shrieking harbinger, foul procurer of the fiend, augur of the fever's end, to this troop come thou not near. From this session interdict every fowl of tyrant wing, save the eagle, feathered king, keep the obsequito strict. Let the priest in surplice white, that defunctive music can be the death-divining swan, lest the requiem lack his right. And thou treble-dated crow, that thy sable gender masked, with the breath thou givest and tarkst, amongst our mourners shalt thou go. Here the anthem doth commence, love and constancy is dead, phoenix and the turtle fled, in a mutual flame from hence, so they loved, as love in twain, had the essence but in one, two distinct divisions, none numbered there in love was slain. Hearts remote, yet not asunder, distance and no space was seen, twixt the turtle and his queen, but in them it were wonder, so between them love did shine, that the turtle saw his right, flaming in the phoenix sight, mine was the other's mine, sorry, either was the other's mine, property was thus appalled, that the self was not the same, single nature's double name, neither two nor one was called, Reason in itself confounded saw division grow together to themselves, yet either, neither, simple, were so well compounded, that it cried, How true a twain seemeth this concordant one, love hath reason, reason none, if what parts can so remain. Whereupon it made this threen to the phoenix and the dove, co-supremes and stars of love as chorus to their tragic sing. Beauty, truth, and rarity, grace in all simplicity, here enclosed in cinders lie, death is now the phoenix nest, and the turtle's loyal breast. To eternity doth rest, leaving no posterity, t'was not their infirmity, it was married chastity. Truth may seem, but cannot be, beauty brag, but tis not she, truth and beauty buried be, to this urn let those repair that are either true or fair, for these dead birds sigh a prayer. Alright, there we go. I think I'll pause there. I, that's only four, but the last one was quite long. And the reason I really want to pause there is because after this poem, we start on the sonnets. So um, we can group the sonnets up together. So tomorrow we'll have five sonnets. The first one bound to recognize it. It's the most famous of all Shakespeare poems. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? But that's for tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening.
See you later.